Hi guys, I'm James. I'm Chloe, and you're listening to This Is What We Know. And today we are doing part two of D&D, Do or Do Not. Um, yeah. So hopefully you've listened to part one. I don't think oh. you necessarily have to have listened to no. part one. So if you haven't listened to part one, not the end of the world. Yeah, it might, um, might but, feel a bit weird where we've started, but... Yeah. yeah. But ma- maybe go back and listen to part one. <laughs> anyway. um, but you don't have to, just yeah. do what you want, So. Basically. As part of this sort of D and D mini series, we're gonna go. We're gonna start with a bit of um, sort of play style, aren't we? And House play. Yeah. We're not. It, this is not going to be. You know, and you roll your dice and then you add two and then you. No. You know, because we could talk about that for hours. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> buy the buy the books. Read the books. Yeah. Um. Hopefully that will explain it to you. This is going to be more of like a broad approach to playing. I think yes. is a better, better way to. So, so, so here we are, for example. First, we're going to go for party playing, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So here we are. Let's say we're a group of five players, yep. and obviously one DM, so six people, mm-hmm. but five players ready to go. Yep. Ready to set up our party. <laughs> what do we need to think about? Uh, so you want to have a balanced party, mm-hmm. I think, really, because if you have every single player, every single sorry character as a fighter, then you're going to come across an enemy eventually that you all can't take on. Yes. That maybe I don't know. Like say, one of those magical creatures. Uh, yeah, was it willow wisp. I think they were called or something like that. Yeah. I think I um, basically some animal, some creatures in the game are immune to normal weapons. Yes. And can normal only be weapons with magic. are the only weapons you have access to up to a certain point. Yes, if you're a fighter. Yeah, and so eventually you're going to basically get like an enemy that. You can hack and slash where all you like, but nothing like they, they don't take yes. any damage. And if you don't have a cleric, which is a healer, mm. uh, they're, they're just going to total party okay. kill you. Yes. So I think you need you want to be effectively plumbing all the holes you can think yeah. of. So you want you want to have a really wide range of skills yes. for your characters, um, so that you can sort of you have someone that hopefully can take on anything you might come across. Yes. So Definitely. your your sort of main. Like roles are tank, like party tank, yes. which is usually filled by your fighter or a paladin, which mm-hmm. that sort of it's like a holy fighter basically, um, or maybe a ranger as well to some extent. And that's the person that has the highest number of hit points. points yeah, is theoretically the hardest to kill. Yes. and does the most damage. So they're like your yeah. your battle person. Yeah. basically. Yeah. you can you can stack them out in like a couple of different ways. Either you can have them sort of very very. Like well-rounded, so mm-hmm. they've probably got a good amount of strength and a good amount of constitution, so hit points. Yeah. Or you can have them loads of hit points, maybe not so strong. Yes. So they can take a lot of blows, but they well, might not. I suppose not be as theoretically, if you well had a big damaging. enough party, you could have one of each. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you, yeah. you know, depending on how many people mm. are in your party. Uh, then you have obviously, as we just said, then your healer. So your cleric. Which yeah, your cleric. Yeah, as obviously serve I mentioned, a useful purpose. Your possibly a paladin as well could play a little bit of a healer role. Yes, some some of the magic users can but, do a little bit of healing. Yeah, too. they they don't get as many spells for healing as yes. obviously a cleric does. So it would probably be more probable to have the cleric yes. themselves. Yeah. There are other roles that I think I think shaman or something like that is one. There's one that's like monk, isn't there? Yes, that also I think they have some little like healing I mean, they're abilities. They're like slightly healing, slightly fighting. Yes, and um, so yeah, they they would provide some level yes. of healing. But as we said, gold standard is probably a cleric. Yeah. 
and then you want some sort of magic user, yeah. don't you? So there's your area of attack. There's advantages and disadvantages mm. to all the different types of magic users. Yes. So you have wizards, sorcerers, yeah. and what's the third one? Oh, Warlocks. Warlocks. Yeah. And I suppose you could argue druids as well. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, druids are closer to clerics, but yes. Yes, druids are like halfway between a cleric and a yeah. and uh, another magic user. You definitely want a magic user in your yes. party, I think. And to be honest, I think most people playing D and D would love to be a magic mm. user. It's super fun. Yeah. It's very hard, I will say, if you're playing like a small campaign with only a few people, it's very hard to be the, the like the wizard setting out on his travels yeah. early because until they get up in levels, yes, a bit they are a bit weak because they don't have that many health points. Yes. They can't use many weapons very well. And you only have so many spells. And you only have so many spells. Depending on and depending on what type of magic user you are and various other things, some sometimes you don't even have like very good spells. Yeah, yeah. You know they have uses, but they're a bit useless yes and yeah i think then obviously your final sort of role is ranged you have your ranged attack and this is more like a a melee attack not so much like you're thinking a ranger yeah like well it could be a ranger it could be again a fighter who's like you know good with a bow with with specialization yes yeah like you you sort of need someone who can attack from a distance or a thief actually we probably should mention that as well yeah yeah um, so I think a rogue of... is almost actually a separate. Yeah, actually, they yeah, have they yeah. have purposes. I think whether or not you want or need a rogue depends hugely on the campaign you're running. Yes, it depends. I think that yeah, that's more on maybe the DM's flavour. Yes, because if the DM is very good on like putting in lots of traps in a dungeon, you might be doing. Yeah, then a, a rogue is essential because yes. you know, your fighter can't do anything against a trap. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, I think whether or not you need a rogue is hugely dependent on what yes. you're running. Yeah, and you do. I think it's very helpful to discuss with your DM to begin with what kind of a campaign you're going to be running. Yes. So you can also you can't you can't fill every you can't plug every hole, no. but so you can get sort of an idea of what kind of a party you're going to want to put together. Yeah. Um. So on that note, do you think that having different different what's the word species? I'm going to say. Yep. Is helpful. So, do, um, is it more helpful to have you know an elf, an orc, and a gnome than to have all gnomes? I think it can be because obviously certain classes provide certain um, roles. I mean um, benefits. So, yes. for example, orcs or half orcs, sorry, and dwarves um, are very good fighters. They make a good yes. fighter role like class because I think dwarves have a benefit to their constitution. Mm. For example, um, and yes. I, I think havocs get a benefit to their strength. Yes. So if you're like me and you love to make it a bit funny and have like <laughs> a gnome fighter or like a gnome paladin or some yeah. sort of comedy duo, <laughs> you know, kind of a situation where you're like, I'm going to pick the least likely class like odd for my character. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually really a bit silly. Yeah, it, it can work. Obviously, but uh, you, you can have, make anything work. But you will probably be having sacrifice in other areas yes. because of that fact. But I think one of the great things about D&D is that if that's how you want to run your campaign and having it almost sort of ironic kind of a situation, yeah. you absolutely can. It yeah. is doable. It just You mm. may have to play it in certain ways. Yeah, I think it's always important when you're doing that to discuss with your DM exactly how you want to play it. Yes. Like what your sort of... You know what, what 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 you're hoping to accomplish out of the campaign is probably yeah, and I think actually that's important the whole way through is to make sure that everyone is sort of on board yeah. with where the campaign's going mm. and the the rule decisions that you've made and yeah. things like that, and make sure that everyone in your party is sort of on board with where where the game's going. 
And is still having fun. Yeah, because I think well, that's the main thing, isn't it? You yeah. know, if, if it ever becomes a chore, then you probably either need to change something or maybe you know, leave. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong with leaving no. a game that isn't working for yeah. you, you know? at the end of the day, and that, then that makes space for someone that that will work for. Yeah, and you know, you just, you'll just find some, like a campaign that does work for you. Yeah, exactly. Because you might have a very specific type of character in mind yeah. that you want to play through the entire thing with. Yeah, and it just doesn't quite fit with the campaign that the DM, yeah, it's just DM not wants really to working run. Working and, and the way the way that maybe people in in your party are wanting to play the game mm. is not not really in line with how you like to play. Yeah, you know, because some I, I I know I've heard I've listened to podcasts in the past where they've had like a character who likes to rush in. Yeah, before they they think about anything, and obviously everyone's personality is yeah. different. So yeah. everyone sort of has different ideas of what the correct thing to do in any situation is. Well, exactly. And I think, uh, you know, I would say I'm overly cautious yeah. in my play. Mm. You know, I'm sort of like, oh God, what if it's a trap? <laughs> Whereas some people will just run straight in. Yeah. And which, depending on the type of campaign you're playing, that yeah. could be good. Yeah. If, you know, if you're playing quite a, ba- like a bit of a basic, I suppose, hack and slash sort of... Yeah. And like, you're like a fighter or yeah. a paladin or something like yeah. that. Or even, can... even a strong magic user. Yeah. And, yeah. You can, it can work, but if you are playing a very, you know, dun- deep dungeon delving, like, yeah. you know, there's traps in every room, like, you need to stop, look at what's going, you know, yeah. like, is there a trip wire? Play to the game a little, it? yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's a good reason why when you start the game, you need to have a conversation about where the game's going, Yeah. so that you, you don't create a character that doesn't suit yes. the type of game you're going to be playing. Because obviously... While you're playing the game, mm. the DM is also there to enjoy the game as well. Yes. I think if that's... the DM doesn't like the game, then, then there's no point. Yeah, there. and I think it's very difficult as a DM if your players are really... You know, obviously there needs to be room for scope, scope for people to do what they want. Yeah. But if they're really not playing along with the game that you're trying to run, mm. or the campaign that you're running, you know, like you say, if you are running like this deep, complicated dungeon mm. kind of a situation, yeah. and they're just wanting to run around and kill things... Mm. That's not enjoyable for the DM either. No. Because you put a lot of time and work and passion yeah. into setting up your campaign, even if you're using one of the books. You know, yeah. If you're using a yeah. pre set campaign, it still has your own flavour to it. Yes, yeah, because obviously you never. If, if you just take it like verbatim from the book, it, it's a bit lifeless, isn't it? It's yeah, like, and also like... I find, you know, some of them, Strahd particularly, gives you a huge amount of room yes. to yeah. be creative with the game. And obviously, I DM'd when we played Strahd. Yes. Um, so you maybe don't quite realise how open that world is. You mm. can play that again and run that again and have it completely different. Yes, I know, I know there was three different options, weren't there, for like... They're I like carrot cards on yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even just like how Strahd appears, Strahd himself is obviously just a character yes. that the DM completely fleshes out himself. You yeah. only get like a vague backstory for him, you know, and, and sort of the... How spooky you make it. Mm. Just you know, this is obviously just an example of a campaign. Yeah. But for the DM, they're putting a lot of their own twist yes. on things. So I think as a player, obviously do what you want. Oh yeah. But you know, try to go along with what the DM's trying to Yeah. Don't be difficult is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Basically don't be difficult, you know. Your DM's put in a lot of time and effort mm. and at least do your best to go along with it and then if it's not working for you, have a quiet word with them afterwards. Yeah. You know, don't be causing trouble in the middle of the game. Yeah, because the DM will probably be happy to adjust 
Of course, yeah. Depending on what you want. Yeah, I mean, if, if so you... It breaks the entire yeah, exactly. game and it's like, oh, I don't want to go and face Strahd, let's go and explore a different part of Barovia. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, well, the, the kind of the be all is yeah. is to fight Strahd. Like, while we can do side quests away from... Yeah, I mean, you can like, side quest for Infinity, yeah, basically. But, fa- but eventually, yeah, you're going to need to come back. And obviously, the problem is, it, if you're really passionate about your character and you ignore your DM, your DM's just going to kill your character off. Or like you know he he, yeah. he can have that as an option. I mean I hope most DMs would. But that's not that's the nuclear option. Use that. Yeah, I think that's just a way to piss off your players. Basically. But that's like you know your players have annoyed you to such an extent yeah, like, that I'm you're like you. I'm sick of it. You fell down a pit and died. Even <laughs> though the game. Even though we, we <laughs> there was a signpost over there the, like the spike trap that you fell down yeah, exactly. into. Saying it was a spike trap, you still fell into it. Exactly. <laughs> what a shame. You're dead. Yeah. I think, yeah, as, um, as we've just sort of, like, yeah. said, just talk. Talk. You know, different people... The rules the rules aren't set in stone. No. So different people play different rules. For example, we play um, on the attack if you hit... So the rules are if you hit a certain number or higher, you do damage. Yes. We Our rule is that if you hit exactly on that number, you take half damage yeah. as a glance and glow. Yes. Um, which is not, not how it's supposed to be played if you follow the book word for word but works better for us. Yeah. And I think, you know... It gives a bit of a, like, a more logical play. Yes. Like, for us at least. Because yeah. obviously, there is going to be a point where you might, you know, not get a full blow. Yeah. But you might still get a partial blow. Yeah, exactly. You're not necessarily doing full damage. Yeah. On. Yeah. Um, there's, there's many other homebrew sort of rules like that yeah. out there. And... You can make any sort of yeah. yeah you can you make like. whatever works for you. Yeah. I think is, and that's what's so great about the system is mm. that it can be amended to work for for mm. the players and for the DM. Yeah. So I think and on that note, that good, leads us yeah, that leads yeah, us really well into how we play for two people. Yes. So <laughs> it is difficult. It depending is. on yeah, it you, can be. You kind of need to play it as if you have two players. Yes, so we make a main character and then a sidekick character, yeah. both of whom are played by the player. Yes. And then obviously the DM plays any other NPCs as per usual. Yeah. Um, so so you effectively have your two characters that you're playing. Yeah. Um, they can be either friends or you can... Allies, like, people that work together, yeah. you, or, boss it, and servant. Yeah. Or your DM can be like, you meet in a tavern. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you team up. Yeah, and, and now um, you're working together to a shared goal. So what I think is quite key about this is, like we said about the party, you want to have a broad range yeah. of skills. When there's only the two characters, you really want to try and make opposites. So yes. I usually go for a fighter... And a spellcaster with more of a healing lean, mm. um, to try and cover some broad, yeah, you know. So you're covering the basics of what you might need. Mm. Um, obviously, again, as we said, for party playing, depending on the campaign that you're going to be running, yeah, yeah, because um, it might be that you don't need a fighty fighty campaign, do you? No, and you might have a very more, more of, of a like a mental like intrigue yeah. kind of a situation. Yeah, it might be um, like an investigation that doesn't actually even, like have any fighting in it at all. Yeah, or very little. Yeah. 
Um, and so you don't need a yeah. fighter. You can just have, like, a wizard or yeah. a cleric or a thief, you know. Yeah. So the other option you can do with your two characters is as you get through it, mm. multi-classing your characters yes. works very well. So then you've almost got four classes going yes. on if you've multi-classed both your characters. Well, obviously, you have to remember that you dilute the amount of like yes. skills from one class yeah. that you're going to get by multi-classing. Exactly. So it depends hugely on what you're trying to achieve, how well your campaign's mm. going, various things. But I've certainly had effectively two characters that I'm playing that have both multi-classed, so yes. I've ended up with four classes mm. and that's worked well for, the, for yeah. the campaign that we were playing at that time um oh yeah i think the two character thing it can be a little difficult to play two different characters yes because obviously if, if you're very big into say role playing yes you're not going to be talking to yourself <laughs> no <laughs> and um, i think that's what leads us into obviously it can be very difficult for like lack of ideas yes so when you're obviously if there's five people you come to a situation and one person's just like, do you know what? I don't know how to get around this. Yeah. Someone else might have ideas. Yes. When you're playing on your own, sometimes you just get stuck. Yeah. And then it can be obviously on the DM there to give you... A little hint. Yeah. Maybe not quite as like obvious as like, oh, look, there's a shiny yeah. light that <laughs> illuminates the panel that you need to pull yes, to open the door. the moon rises and illuminates the panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but give give the player a little hint and i think the yes. dm does need to be a little bit more helpful in that way yeah if you there is only one you know if there's only the mm. two of you just because you just you just don't have ideas no. or as many ideas when you're when you're on your own you just yeah. get stuck yeah i think you you sort of need to accept that the game changes slightly when you're on a two-player or like you know a dm yes. and player sort of yeah campaign. you do need to as we said you know we said for a party if you want to amend the rules you can yes i think for for when there's just one player amending the rules can make it much more enjoyable yes yeah definitely and that includes things like potentially slightly downgrading enemies that you might be fighting yeah. if you think you need to do that obviously that's very much on the dm although actually i haven't really found that we've needed to do that not massively i think sometimes when we like you reduce the amount of enemies you yeah. face because yes, the yeah. book has a habit, obviously, because it assumes you're playing with a party. Yeah. Of it's chucking like 12 ghosts. <laughs> 12 ghosts at you. And although the ghosts are weak, because you only get one turn and they get 12. Yeah. Yeah. That means so then they can easily adjusting. kill off your party yeah. without even trying. A bit of adjusting that. Yeah. Another thing that we found quite helpful for lower level characters is giving them a magic weapon. Yes. Like, we usually use a bit of a home, again, a homebrew rule there of like, yeah. you get one magic item. Yes. So you usually get like a flame sword. That's yes, kind of your that thing. is my my favorite. I don't um, know why, but it just I quite enjoy and the image. That, it just gives you a little bit more attack. It yes. just makes you a bit stronger, but without leveling you up in other ways. No, yeah, we're not going to um, like jump your head like several yeah. levels, and so you can Although still play through. That is something through. we do. That is something we do sometimes. Yes, like, we do. I would usually, or we have occasionally, if we're starting a campaign that's supposed to be for starting at level one mm. we might start at like level two or three just to give you a little bit of a boost yes. because again there's not as many players yeah. so you're not as likely to come up against something that will completely wipe exactly. you out exactly it gives you it gives everyone a few more hit points it gives your magic users a few more spells plus it also means you can focus a bit more on the story yes because you don't want you don't want to be constantly fighting for your life or having to clear rats out of a basement mm. just to get your characters leveled up yeah, you don't like, want to be doing that. I think that's a good point actually to mention that there is different ways to play the game. Obviously, yes. with with um, leveling up, 
Because um, so there is either XP. Yes, which, which how we do it. every monster has obviously like an XP score that it gets from you killing it. Yeah, so you kill or, a you kill a rat, you get two. You kill a vampire, you get fifteen. Yeah, right? that's yeah. not at all accurate. That's sort of an example. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there is also milestones. Yes. So if you do, if you pass like a certain point in like the DM's sort of like yeah. story, um, they can obviously award level you a level, level basically, which is a more sort of storytelling yes. way of doing it. Whereas I think the XP is more of a kind of hack and slash. Yeah. You know, level yourself up kind of at your own pace. You know, if you want to run away from things, yeah. that's fine, but you're not going to level up. Yeah, kind of a yeah exactly. Yeah. Whereas like, Milestones is much more of a story device. Yeah, which I think is quite difficult to do again in like a two player, like, you know, DM and player yes. sort of campaign. And I think as the DM, you're a little bit tempted to just give them levels because you're like, oh God, they're really struggling. Yeah. Um, which is obviously, is nice, um, but. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. really doesn't really work very well when they're like level fifteen and haven't actually achieved anything. No, and I think obviously because the way the game isn't linear, yes, you can go away from the main storyline, go and get a lot of levels, and then come back then, to the main storyline, yeah. which is still at level like two, yeah. and you're at level five or whatever. Because you've done load of side quests, yeah, which yeah. is something to, I think to sort of mention. I think the XP way works for us. I yes. don't think it necessarily works for everyone. No. Um, and it, again, it depends on the style of campaign. Another, another way that is it's not so well known, but I know that it's the way that we've sort of seen in other um, role playing games mm. is doing it at the end of every session. Yes, so leveling up per session. Yeah, which I think I think this is good and bad. Like it gives you, it keeps you wanting more. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, if you've run around doing rubbish session, haven't really achieved anything. Yeah, and then suddenly, and it's just basically just sat in a tavern drinking yeah. the entire time. <laughs> yeah, what you know, you haven't really earned a level up. No. I feel I feel like getting a level is exciting, and you know, earning your next level yeah. and leveling up is really fun. Like, oh, you just killed the dragon, so now you get a yeah, level. and then you get like you know extra, you know, extra spells or extra hit points or an extra feat or whatever you get. There's like your little reward. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like doing it just at the end of the session. You don't, you haven't necessarily earned it. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Like, it can be useful for some, depending on the type of game you're playing. But yeah, I think that's a, it's difficult. Yeah. Um. So another option, if you're playing two person, to make it a little easier, is to have a DM played NPC join your party. Yes. So in some of the games, such as Strahd, obviously, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be very Strahd heavy on the references. Uh, it's um, quite easy to talk about one campaign, yeah. though. It makes sense. Yeah. And Strahd is fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, they offer up several NPCs yes, that, that can you join take with you. Yeah. Um, and I will say that, obviously, no matter, like, obviously, we're using Strahd as quite a like, large yeah. example. But there, are, um, throughout any campaign, you can always be like... I want to persuade the um, NPC to join me. Yeah, you can you can hire people. You can hire a mercenary. Yeah, yeah. If that's what you want to yeah. do, and that can be quite a good way of bulking up your party. Yes. Um, without ending up with the player trying to play like four people. Yeah. Um. Like you, obviously, the game is role playing, and it does require yes. a level of role playing, even if you are, like sort of light on it. Yeah, definitely. Because like, I would say we're not. Particularly, we're pretty light. Yeah. But then you feel a bit silly if you've got two characters talking. You yeah. know, being like play acting to yourself kind of yes. thing it's just, it well, doesn't work I, I like I know it's like sort of the, in the DM role that I sometimes do mm-hmm. is I may ask like you the question as one of the characters and then maybe yeah. ask you the question again as like one of the other characters yes 
just as sort of, or maybe even split the party sometimes. Split the party can work. It's yes. quite hard to keep track of as a DM. Yeah, what we what we would normally do is maybe have like one of the characters be in a tavern or something. Yeah, drinking. leave one of them behind. Yeah, and, and then, then just have one play, one character. A bit like a going. side quest for that character, almost yes. slightly. Yeah, and then um, then you can get a little bit more yeah. into the role, mm. and then if. If, for example, you are playing two characters mm. who are having a conversation with each other, I'm DMing in the scenario, <laughs> just tell me what the characters said. You know, yeah. say, oh, you know, we agreed this. You don't necessarily have to act. Mm. You know, be like, oh, should we do this? And yeah. then return to yourself. Oh, I don't <laughs> think so. You know, that's a bit silly. Oh, you feel a bit silly doing that. Um, that would be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, so anyway, back to sending an NPC with, with the group. Um, played by the DM mm. can help and sort of gives you someone else to interact with because yeah. obviously the DM then plays a role. Mm. It, it's a little hard for the DM to keep track of. It can be, um, yeah. Particularly when you're getting into fights with various, you know, if you've got quite a large group of enemies yes. and your your DM is starting to play like six enemies and an NPC, yes. it can sort of be a bit like, oh, the DM rolls, the DM rolls again, the DM rolls again, yeah, it... the DM rolls again, and <laughs> your players just sat there like you know when's it my turn yeah but i think that is maybe a slight not a flaw of the system of D, but i think that's just like sometimes like that's just the way it goes yeah. sometimes and I, I don't think it's that common and obviously if you are playing two person as we mentioned you may well have scaled back the number of yes of enemies yeah. that, that um you know your players facing mm. just just again for that reason so mm. that it's not just you being like, I do two damage, I do three damage, <laughs> I do two damage, which is just not very fun for anyone. No, I think that's true. Um, so I guess the key for two-person playing, what we're trying to say here is bend the rules. Yeah, I think, yeah, you cannot be like black and white as the book wants exactly. in some cases. Do what works to make it work for you and make it fun for you. Yeah. You know, take the rules as a framework only. Yes. Um, except that it might, you might, I suppose, at least, well, Depending on how you're playing it, because mm-hmm. I know obviously I've listened to a lot of um, different like sort of D and D games being run, yeah. where they they do this the role playing absolutely fine. You know, the the, the player commits to it. Yes, and that's I very th- and I think they may they there's some pre arranging beforehand, where, before they actually do the full playthrough. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, just sort of you know talk to each other, discuss, each other. make it work mm. for you. You know, don't feel that you have to do exactly what the book says yeah. or exactly what you've heard someone else does mm. you know you don't necessarily if our two character multi-classing situation doesn't work for you don't do it yeah you know just have one character and an npc or whatever okay i think we've we've ran on quite a bit there so yes, uh, i think we'll, we'll yeah <laughs> i think we'll probably go for another a part three yeah i'm keen yeah. for a part three all yeah. right then Absolutely. Uh, i've been james i've been chloe thanks guys bye bye, bye. bye.